And thank you for listening to the Digest. This is episode 31. And boy, do we have a show for you this week. It is going to be huge. Tempers are flaring. We are hyped to talk about these two movies. But before we get into the show, let me introduce my co host, Travis. Welcome. Hi, Matt. Paris, welcome. Hey, do you have a question for us today? Not today, Paris. Don't even get me Matt. started, all right? We're off the rails already. I'm trying to get us back <laughs> on. <laughs> but to answer Matt, your question, okay. no, I forgot. So my apologies. Matt, yeah. I don't know if we want to do this this episode or not, but um, I've actually um, been uh, brainstorming some, some icebreakers for us for the show. Oh my God, let's do that, please. Sure, if you want to. I mean, do we want to introduce the guest first or do we want to ice fuck b- break ice first? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, well we have a- I'll just, I'm going to take the reins of the, the icebreaker question going forward on the show since I tried to give you that task and you've just failed miserably every week since. But you know, Damn. you do a lot for the show, Matt. So, except, you know, except for the first one. <laughs> except for the first one. That's a noted uh, Cinephiles Digest historian, Kyle, (laughs) on his first Digest. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I was kind of excited for the question, especially after uh, finally listening to the infamous... um, What was the exact question? Something about jerking off when you're a kid. (laughs) I don't know if that's quite what it was, but... (laughs) Something that about question that. got me in trouble with my parents. HR so department? Oh. Fun, fun <laughs> thing. My parents listened to the show, and I didn't know that. Um, and was your response, I, uh, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm a 30-year-old woman, <laughs> and I can talk about coming on children all I want. Jesus. Is that how that convo went? Or? I absolutely would never say anything like that. I plan to take that <laughs> clip later out of context, by the way. Oh, please do. <laughs> Just the coming on children part, if you could circulate that. Yeah, please. obviously, when you go to run for office, I'm going to be like, Matt Sabreros comes on children. Sorry. Dude, some people were trying to get me to run for office, and I was like, you don't, you don't even know the beginning. There are hundreds of hours of audio out there that would pr- probably prevent me from running for office, but... Uh, you know, I'm a hero of the people. What can I say? Um, what are we doing, guys? Oh, we should probably talk about the fucking movies that we're going to be talking no, about on the question, show. question, Matt. God, you are fine. Break the ice. Jeez. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It is Matt hot. Is it is hot. This. We could use some ice. It's true. Matt is not a fan of this bit, <laughs> this new segment of ours, this groundbreaking segment. Oh, I thought you said segment, right. and I was about to give you shit, but you corrected yourself. Anyway, proceed, proceed. <clears throat> All right, guys. Favorite chore, if you had to pick one, go. Uh, why? That's a terrible question. And 
Matt, Nothing. sucking your dad's dick Pass. cannot <laughs> Favorite chore? Uh, well. <laughs> who has a Travis, who, who the fuck has a favorite go... chore? Yeah, can you go first? Okay. Cause, like, all do you want me to word bad. this differently? Like, okay, yeah, choice. obviously. If you no, had I'm to actually, pick a chore to do, I what would you do? This, yeah, I'd workshop this with Chelsea because the wording on it is difficult. <laughs> like your, your least Aww. hated chore. Oh, I hate all of them. Okay, but gun well, to your head. So you have to I fucking pick one least, that you yeah. hate the least. It. It's not right. that Someone difficult. Someone else go. Paris has hers. Paris has hers. I, I said I got it. I, my least favorite chore is cleaning the kitchen because my most hated no. chore is clean. No, let me let me say. Oh, okay, okay. Because sorry, my sorry, most sorry. hated chore <laughs> is cleaning the shower. So Kurt and I, Kurt doesn't like cleaning the kitchen. I hate cleaning the shower, so we've traded that off. So that I would say is like probably my most favorite chore. Cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, because it's like not that big a deal to me, and I'm like in there more because I cook more, and plus like that me cleaning the kitchen means I don't have to clean the shower, and to me that's a win. That is a win in in some cases. Uh, I will piggyback off that, and um, my favorite chore is specifically washing the dishes there's just something about it it's very therapeutic for me classic travis psychopath answer what (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the worst shorts dog oh my god no way dude you you put a podcast on or you prop up your phone and watch a little twitch or something it's a dream (laughs) all right i have an answer my uh favorite chore is taking out the trash there that's mm-hmm. such a bullshit. That's like a the easiest chore. chore. No wonder. Exactly. Big fucking I feel, exactly. I feel bad for Haley, for anyone that has ever been your roommate, myself and I don't even consider I that a chore. It's not a long enough it. task. Listen, I'm not saying I don't do other things. It's just my favorite one. Okay. You asked the question, bud. Because it requires the least amount of time and effort. Yeah, exactly. All right. Fair enough. That's a valid answer, Matt. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Um, what do you got? Oh, that's kind of tough. Um, I, I love say... chores, dude. I, can't, I can't even <laughs> pick a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's tough because I'm with you, Matt. I hate them all. I think mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. all suck. Mm-hmm. I would say mowing or yard work, although I don't do as much of that because oh. my yard is very small now. Uh, but same Oof. reason. It's kind of therapeutic. You can listen to music, podcasts, whatever. Besides that, if I were to choose a house chore, I would say dusting because it has that um, oddly satisfying feel to it, you know? No. Interesting. Can't relate. Ooh, yeah. No. Dust, Can't relate. Dusting no. is a good chore. <laughs> I mean, I probably one. don't do it enough, but. Dusting. I, yeah, I definitely do you need have to a dust duster? more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kyle, definitely. do you have a duster? Oh, man. For sure. Bust See, once I got pledge, a duster. A duster. It was over for those fools i didn't have a duster for a long time and i was just using paper towels like an idiot oh yeah that's a rookie move dusters are huge i don't dust though because they make me uh allergic so Haley dusts oh i'm not (laughs) testing that doesn't do any chores (laughs) 
He does and does. No, I do chairs. I do cho- chairs, Jesus. No, I'm I'm the one who gets stuck scrubbing the <laughs> shit from the toilet. I play musical chairs. I'm the shit scrubber. I am, oh. I'm the one who does the Charlie work around here, right? I don't know if you guys are familiar, <laughs> but I'm the Charlie work Do you guy. clean out the, the gutters and oh, yeah. <laughs> go in the sewer? Yeah, I spend most of my time in the sewers. <laughs> That's kind of my lane. Okay, cool. Real quick, I feel like I have to clear the air on my comment about Matt sucking his dad's dick. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Just leave it. <laughs> wow, that was like 10 minutes ago. Travis, I need you to apologize oh, to my father because he <laughs> uh, does not like cursing or uh, his dick being sucked. So. <laughs> or this I, podcast. So. I need you to apologize. Well, okay, so when I was younger, we asked my dad, what was your least favorite chore growing up? And he took a minute to respond and then just said, straight face, sucking my dad's dick. <laughs> and it was supposed to be funny, but no, uh, we were like too young for that joke. And your dad said this to you? was not a fan. <laughs> and uh, it's not even that funny of a joke, but it's just like, that's one of those things that is just like burned in my memory is that moment of asking my dad. What Travis, was his least everything I learn about your childhood just explains so much about you. Like everything, it's like putting a puzzle together. Hey. And every time you give us a little more, I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. You know, we are what we are. Mm-hmm. And my dad was also a man of principle, if you want to. <laughs> he learned everything he knows from Papa a little Paul. More. <laughs> Yeah, that's my role model, my idol. All right. Can do no wrong. <laughs> Travis, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners what uh, movies we're talking about since these were your picks. Oh, I thought you were going to have me uh, announce my resignation. Yeah, Travis, I'm going to uh, need you to hand over your gun and badge. Well, I don't know. After our blonde episode and and my uh, outrage today, I'm all coming on children is one thing, but sucking dad dicks, I draw the line there. Okay, so oh, I'm I was gonna need pre-show you. antics. Oh, it's it's recorded. It can, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll put it no. at the end or something. All right, what movies are we covering? I saw The Devil and The Wailing. The, the tie-in. I saw the devil. I thought it was Korean epic horror. Huge. Well, that's what it was prior to watching them. But now, since until he discovered them, the bit, I can spoil yes. it. And that's well, yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons why I picked it, but mm. you know, I saw the devil it's could easily connected. be the title for the wailing. Not saying it's a better title. Relax, Kyle. I, we, we know the wailing is a great title. Um, <laughs> Is it? That's what we're doing. (laughs) Well, so uh, we're going to be starting with I Saw the Devil first. It came first in time. So we're going to start there. Um, Let's just get fucking right into it, guys. What do you say? We on board with getting this show on the road? Let's do it. I'm ready to rush. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, I saw The Devil. So this is a uh, Korean horror revenge thriller. Could be called many things. But um, the film is directed by Ji Woon Kim. Uh, also adapted by Ji Woon Kim. Uh, 
screenplay credit also goes to Park Hoon Jung. Plot synopsis is a secret agent exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. So I saw the devil. Who would like to go first? Do we give the honors to the guest? Travis, do you want to go first? What are we doing here, folks? Guest, guest, guest. All right, you heard it. Kyle. Sure. On the spot. Let's hear it. All right, so this was a first-time watch for me. Um, Pretty big fan of Korean cinema. Uh, we just did a um, episode on Park Chan Wook not too long ago, so that I feel like this is pretty, pretty similar. You know, covers the same, the same topics that uh, a lot of his movies cover. It's a revenge tale, but this is I feel like a little bit more over the top in some ways, and kind of just like a straightforward revenge flick. Um, I did really like it. I think that uh, it's a little slow to start, but that pays off in the second half quite well. Um, this has, uh, oh God, what's his name? Odesu from Old Boy. You know him, classic. Choi Min Sick. <laughs> yeah, thank you for him, of mm-hmm. course. Um, yeah, he is amazing in this, and that kind of cat and mouse game that they play. Um, you know, I love those kinds of movies, and I wouldn't call this horror necessarily, uh, and we can get into that, kind of the genres that this is listed under, um, but it was, there's obviously horrific imagery in it, and some of the best that I've seen, like, in movies in a long time, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess let's start it there and see where we go quite high praise some of the best imagery you've seen in a movie did i hear you right uh horrific imagery <laughs> okay that yeah quit hyper hyperbolizing hyperbolizing my words okay i was gonna i was gonna bring this up earlier but the barbarian thing i didn't say it was the scariest movie ever i said it had potential to be the scariest movie ever just wanted to clear that up i think travis clarified for you i think he yeah said i think he did say that on air okay Potential. It d- it had potential. Didn't live up to it, but Listen, it was there. This well, is doesn't a safe every place. movie have the potential to be the <laughs> to Matt? Be the... You should have <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> te- technically <laughs> everything has. <laughs> Real quick, Jesus we were playing Christ. Matt. Uh, Matt came over this weekend, and we were playing categories. Anytime there was mm-hmm. a questionable answer, Matt would pause and go, "Well." technically and then give a reason to why your point shouldn't count <laughs> i was just God, it was so embarrassing categories that game is ridiculous i mean what are we doing here folks like somebody was like the topic was pizza toppings and somebody said ginger and i was like okay, i was like i didn't no i know it wasn't you but i was like you know so i was Sorry. like technically anything on top of a pizza is a pizza topping you know like what the fuck well, are we doing and i here? said uh Things that are cold, watermelon. <laughs> Did you actually say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I feel like watermelon for things that are cold works better than ginger for a pizza topping. Things like, that are cold? Is usually cold. Anything yeah, that like, you make cold is cold. 
All right, we don't need to right. rehash yeah, it. Look what, look what. <laughs> the okay, you're getting me all worked right. up. You're getting me all Matt, you Move are on. the worst. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll go I'll go next. Uh, so I Saw the Devil was also a first-time watch for me. It's It's been one that's been on my radar for like over a decade at this point. But, you know, I saw the runtime, and I'm just like, eh. I guess one of those movies that you want to watch, but you just like never pull the trigger on. So thank God Travis finally gave me an excuse to watch it. And um, I liked it a lot. Um, I think it is perfectly paced. I think it is a long movie, but I was never I was never bored. Um, I like the you know the whole cat and mouse thing. And it does kind of uh, play with your expectations a bit as far as you know, you think you kind of have the movie figured out and then about halfway through the the tables kind of get turned and um, obviously the movie is kind of trying to put a spin on the revenge tale and trying to show like, you know, at what cost is revenge worth it. But there's some pretty gnarly sequences. Um, it looks amazing. I think it's shot really well. Um, I think the performances are awesome. Um, is it a movie that I see myself revisiting? Um, not necessarily. I think it is, might be one of those movies where, you know, you see it once and, you know, you get it. It's a good movie, but it's not necessarily something that, uh, I'm going to return to over and over again, but I, I did really enjoy it and I, I totally understand why it, uh, is kind of as renowned as it is, um, so overall, pretty sweet. That's where I am. Paris, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I really liked it. I think that though, by the end, I I had a hard time loving it because I kept finding like some plot holes stood out to me, and I think it was one of those where that took away a little bit from my enjoyment of the movie but overall it was really good this was also a first time watch for me um most of the korean horror i've watched has been on this podcast aside from a few exceptions <laughs> so you guys know what i've seen but um i i thought it did a really good job of that i thought the performances were all crazy good loved the kind of use of the main secret agent guy how he even though he's a secret agent he's kind of that almost like a male ingenue where he has that you don't think he could like go as far as he does and I loved that kind of twist on what you might expect um but mm -hmm. ultimately I think the length really got to me interesting okay so you felt like um it may be a little too bloated for what it was going for like didn't necessarily earn the runtime <clears throat> I don't know. I found this in a lot of Korean horror is that I get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I get it. Where are we going? And I think that's just maybe how, like, what I like in movies. You know, I'm not a 90-minuter like Travis, but I do like stuff to be more <laughs> concise, I think. And this just, this, and, and honestly, a lot of other Korean horror that we've watched, like, isn't it for me. Interesting. You just talk about short movies as if it's a bad thing. <laughs> short <laughs> runtimes rule. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. Like I'm not but but I was just saying like you you like love that. I'm not like that. Who doesn't? I do... Fit in more movies. Matt. 
<laughs> I mean, Matt, I can you appreciate wish all movies it. were 10 hours long. Well, uh, I don't want to blow Matt my has load been here. Ready in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because of all the other, you know, Blonde played a factor too. Because that piece mm, of shit's also was three long. hours. I loved that three-hour yeah, masturbation did. fest. Yeah, you did. God, <laughs> different, um, different app, you guys. Different so, strokes. Travis, what did you think? Yep. This was not a first-time watch for you, correct? Nope. I actually saw this back in the theater. Like what a, a cool, cool guy. guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I had a coworker at Farmers years ago who was super into movies, and that was one of the few outings we did. Was a uh, Go check this out because he was kind of a cinephile and was super into foreign flicks. He was kind of a champion of those. Let's get him on the pod. Where is he? That's a good question. I think he still works at Farmers. I just I haven't kept in touch with him. You for years. think he still works at the company that you still work for? Dude, <laughs> I don't talk to those people. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, all right, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, uh, big fan of this movie. Uh, I think I've, this is probably the third time I've seen it, including that theater viewing. Um, I would pretty much echo all the stuff that Matt and Kyle said. Um, Paris, I can also see the, the length being a factor. It is kind of long and, you know, could, uh, could, yeah, just could be a little long, I guess. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I think it's just, it's kind of like the ultimate revenge tale. It's epic in length and just the the lengths that the characters go in order to enact the revenge. Um, I, I think there's maybe some humor in this is just like how over, top, over the top it is with just, yeah, just how ridiculous of a movie it is. I mean, it's... It's a pretty wild ride. I mean, that some of the moments in this movie are pretty crazy. Not really something I've seen in a ton of other movies. Uh, there's what, some real quick before you move on, like sequences. That, that uh, tone that you're talking about, it made me think of that comparison. I was in my head. I was making while I was watching it. It reminds me more of like a Tarantino revenge movie than like a Park Chan Wook revenge movie. Where like one is, I think, more grounded in this, and then obviously the other's over the top, and this felt more Tarantino-esque to me. Yeah, that's fair. A little bit, yeah. I I just think, yeah, just the lengths they go. I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous and over the top, and I think that's all intentional. Um, but yeah, I I think there's some standout sequences. Like I love the opening sequence, um, with the the wife like stranded with the flat tire. Oh yeah. I think just the yeah, the opening and just the way that scene builds and just opens the movie is awesome. And then um the taxi sequence is also amazing. And then there's just some like ridiculous things throughout the movie like when they discover her body and the dude fucking drops her <laughs> her head in oh front God. of the main character oh yeah <laughs> yeah that that was one of the sequences that felt like tonally a little off to me 
like I was struggling to understand like why like it was such a spectacle like you know why why were there why was there such a media presence why was there such a huge police presence like I get that you know there's probably not a whole lot of murder that happens and maybe she was like a well-known figure or whatever but like just the way that whole sequence played out like the fervor that surrounded it seemed a little I mean I get that it's supposed to be elevated but like that scene in particular I was like I don't know it stood out to me as being a little less grounded than some of the other sequences I mean for a movie that's like about escalating the violence that people are willing to inflict upon each other and you know what they're willing to go through to survive like for the most part i think it's generally grounded i mean i don't know how you guys felt i totally disagree i felt like this movie existed in its own world like when he like the main killer gets in the taxi and then he realizes that they're also murderers like, basically, this movie exists in a world where, like, everyone is, like, a murderer or a cop or, like, a female victim. You know, there's, like, not very many regular people that exist in this universe. This movie we see. is aware it's a movie. Yeah, right. And true. I, I kind of liked that. Once I, once I, at first I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. And then I kind of... <laughs> got into it like i kind of accepted that like this is not based in reality this is not grounded this is a fantasy world where people are just out here being fucking nuts this is like a low-key gta like not that crazy but like a little bit like you could get in a taxi and just get stabbed to death like that is something that could happen very easily and i thought that was really interesting yeah i mean i think it's just playing with like the ultimate revenge fantasy and then like Matt and Kyle said it just kind of shows the, you know, the lengths that you go or just like the cost of all of it. And is it all worth it? And not that that's like anything new, but I think the movie excels or, you know, gets away with that because of its like epic scale and just how ridiculous and over the top it is. Well, and I think one of the most interesting things as far as like how it, puts its own spin on the revenge tale is the interplay between the two leads because the, the secret agent character like he's very like cold and calculated and like clinical in his approach whereas like the murderer is obviously just like he's very reactive he's very impulsive and just chaotic. like and, and, and he he's chaos the other guy is like order and just like they're each person each character is kind of like opposite sides of the same coin you know like they're kind of the antithesis of each other but they're both they both have their own motivations but they're both clearly fucked up damaged people you know what i mean so that interplay it's one yeah totally that's part of what makes it such an effective revenge movie is because just you know the the lengths that they're both willing to go to and their approaches it makes for good uh good cinema for sure and last thing i'll say is that I think the ending is pretty perfect. And this movie does uh, have uh, some couple small similarities with uh, two of my favorite movies, No Country for Old Men, it being a cat and mouse chase type movie. And then um, I feel like it also is a little reminiscent of Prisoners as well. Yeah. 
yeah, definitely the prisoners Ooh, thing as far as yeah. like, um, you know, how, how far are you willing to take uh, revenge kind of thing? Although prisoners, I know I said that I saw the devil was mostly grounded and, and it sounds like you guys kind of disagree, but the prisoners is definitely going for a similar, like kind of elevated tension, but uh, you know, I guess mostly feels like something that could happen for the mm-hmm. most part. But um, I agree. I think what stands out is this movie as far as like that would be when the, like the hand to hand combat happens. Like I wasn't expecting that in this movie the first time I saw it. I mean, obviously on rewatch I would, but I, I didn't expect to see like choreographed hand to hand combat and like this guy being able to just kick ass. I know he's like a secret agent, but like, I don't know. It looked like he could be like in a raid movie or something. It's it's yeah. unexpected. Yeah, like it's that's that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like how he, yes, you kind of also you don't like know know that he's a secret agent at first. Like you get that he's some kind of security detail, but he looks very like soft. He's unassuming. And so yeah, unassuming. And so when he starts like cracking skulls and you know all out of bubble gum or whatever he really like it, it's surprising and it's it's it i feel like for the viewer it, it feels very rewarding to see this happen you're like holy shit he get it he is actually a good you know opponent for these folks mm-hmm. and then real quick travis you brought up the ending but like this movie isn't as good as it is if it doesn't stick the landing right and this movie fucking sticks the landing like the fact that the ultimate culmination of the you know their back and forth the cat cat and mouse game is that he gets essentially murdered in front of his parents and his son like as far as like where they're willing to take the conflict by his parents right right and the, 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 it's kind of yeah right at their hands and then you get to see like the aftermath of that and then obviously you see him like breaking down his emotional breakdown ending on that because you know like duh it didn't solve anything and he's reacting to the fact that he took it there but like i feel like if the movie ends any other way it's not as like revered as it is because that's a perfect ending for what this movie is going for that's a perfect ending <laughs> I <clears throat> will stop you right there. <laughs> First off, I think the I think the two main characters, like what you were saying, yin and yang, that stuff is all perfect. Outside of that, all character stuff is kind of weak. I think like him. I don't. I didn't really see an attachment with him, like to his wife's family as much. Like I kind of thought that him using them to try to get to him like wouldn't affect him as much he was still just in it for revenge i guess for his wife but then it like that didn't really connect and then the ending when he goes like there's not really a payoff to him going to see uh the guys (laughs) the killer's family earlier because he says like he abandons him like he has zero contact with him like no contact with his son I kind of think the better ending would have been like him saying all that stuff like you can't get to me I can't feel pain you know you've already lost or whatever and then him somehow seeing how it plays out with his family being unaffected by it and him actually like going to the grave and knowing that he didn't really get to him 
that's I, I get what you're saying, but I would argue that he didn't expect that reaction. And I think part of the reason why he has that emotional breakdown is because he hears all of it over his earpiece. I think the fact that he does react so strongly and that the family reacts so strongly is what makes that ending work. Because I think he was not expecting that. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that he, I guess, yeah, I like that. But also, like, why would he plan that if he, I don't know, didn't think it would have affected him in any way? Well, I mean, his his whole thing was he wants to make him hurt like he has like a whole little mini monologue where he's like i'm not going to stop until i've taken it as far as i possibly can because that's how much you've hurt me like i need i need this to go as far like i need this to hurt you as much as it i possibly can but from his perspective i was thinking oh well you know i'm dealing with a psychopath here so what's the worst i can do i guess have his family be the ones who kill him. But I think part of the reason why he's so emotional at the end is that he hears how upset they are upon how fucked up that situation is. And he realized, you know, it didn't actually solve anything. If anything, all it did is traumatize three innocent people, you know? Yeah. The, my first like just gut or, you know, reaction was that, he was like so stoic through the whole movie that this is like just a release of like all the things that he's been going through internally. But sure. I, I can, I get both sides to that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do like the ending overall. I just, I, I think it all boils down to, like I said, writing and, and additional characters besides the main two leads. Like I think those were so strong that some of the side characters could have used a little bit more love, but I know the story is about these two guys. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we should have had a spinoff movie that was like a prequel about that couple that like was murdering and eating people. I wanted to know more about them. Oh, the two guys in the <laughs> in the taxi the or whatever. No, no, Wait. she means a couple. No, of cannibal no. Couple. one of his. Friends. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, the guy who yeah. The cannibal and his wife or whatever when he, like, goes to their house to hide out or whatever. Yeah. Like, that seems so interesting. What are they about? It, and that's kind of where, with the taxi scene and then that, that's where I was like, oh, is this just a world that's populated by serial killers? Like, is this just, they they just exist and they have this big network and they hang out with each other? Like, it, it seemed so blase almost that this is just Wait, the world Paris, that they live in i have a question why why do you assume that the men in the taxi are serial killers i kind of thought that they could just be like criminals or robbers or something like that like well, they have bodies up, you know, affair. i car. guess i didn't think that they were serial killers per se but they definitely murdered... bad people yeah like <laughs> Wait, they definitely the, murdered the body in the trunk was someone. someone that they had already killed yeah right who else mm-hmm. could it be it wasn't he, he got into that car he didn't put the body right in there. And they and he could tell the guy in the back seat oh, was squirmy. And when once I realized that the back so at first I was like, oh, the back seat guy is a killer, and the taxi driver doesn't realize he picked up two killers, random. And then I realized that the driver and the guy in the back seat were together when he was like stabbing them and stuff. And then the guy in the trunk was their victim. That's kind of my interpretation of that, at least. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's left. 
kind of open-ended but they that body was there before he got into the car so it's insinuating that one or both of them i think both of them i think they were working together but at least one of them was a killer and and the thing is if they were just like taking the guy's taxi and like it was a robbery that turned into a murder by accident i don't think that they would pick someone up randomly and and then or if they did i don't think they would then murder him unless they were the murdering type you know right planning on putting another body in that trunk basically yeah that question is solved by the body in the trunk thing because i thought <clears throat> i guess i missed the cut or something but i thought it was uh the other killer putting one of their bodies in the trunk or both of their bodies in the trunk like and then he took the taxi but oh i see what you're saying yeah no yeah. they the body was in there he makes some sort of comment okay. i don't remember what he says exactly but he's he, like he, ho 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 like that kind of thing like he's yeah like, like, oh, these guys. This could are, have been me. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> also, the way that that sequence is filmed is amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that scene is awesome. Lots of standout sequences. I feel like I, I haven't seen this movie. I feel like I've seen that scene before. Like when it started happening, and I, I had kind of like a deja vu moment where I was like, I feel like I've seen a clip of this in some like film YouTube video or something. It's possible someone ripped it off or something probably some people should no, be studying I, that scene that's more what i that's more what i think like i think someone was using it in reference because i think that's like the scene that stands out for a lot of people in this film yeah it's pretty although good. i will say some of my like that obviously stood out to me but like some of the hardest things for me to watch were like um the jaw opening scene in the hospital where our main character is is just ripping using his bare hands to rip open someone's jaw i had to physically look away and have i was watching this kurt and have him tell me like when the scene was over because i could not watch that i don't know i didn't realize i had a thing about mouth opening but apparently i don't want my mouth to get ripped open that might be a phobia or something (laughs) Or how about the scene when uh, he shits out the tracker and puts it in other dude's mouth? <laughs> I mean, I didn't. See, love that that would have been either. better if he didn't. That would have been better if he didn't wash it off. If he uh, kept it covered in shit and then put it down his mouth. I mean, it would have been right. gnarlier. Yeah. Still pretty gnarly, regardless, though. <laughs> still washed pretty gnarly. off or not. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just oh, yeah, fished but... it out of his own shit. <laughs> There's yeah, I mean, great... like, be careful in public bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great violence in the movie, and yeah, I just found like some of those some of those scenes that, like you said, like ripping the mouth open, cutting of the Achilles tendon. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm fucked up, but I was like laughing at those scenes, like because of how far they were actually taking it, and yeah, it was just awesome to see. That is a little fucked up, Kyle. We're learning more about you too. <laughs> oh, you think Travis is fucked up? You haven't oh seen anything. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, what else do we got? Are we uh, ready to move on, or any other notes that uh, anyone want to bring up? I have one more thing. Um, just a quick little thing. We've talked about it before on the show, but I feel like I cannot have any horror that doesn't have sexual violence in it. And I just want to, again, state my issue with that, that every single movie we watch, it feels like, has some kind of sexual violence in it. And can we just, like, have horror that doesn't include that, maybe? I don't know. 
<laughs> lay off the, the rape, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it's, it's your all parents. the rage. I promise we're not doing it on purpose, Paris. <laughs> no, no, I, and I've done it too. Like I, I'll all come in and be like, "Sorry, guys, I picked another movie with sexual violence." Like I feel like that's just. I'm realizing that that's a trope in horror that I mm-hmm. wish was less prevalent because that I don't know that affects me more than like someone you know getting their someone stepping their feet into bare hooks gets me but not the same way yeah yeah you just can't seem to escape it sorry (laughs) all right any other thoughts before we move on Hmm. i think i'm good cool all right well let's go around and uh drop star ratings uh i gave i saw the devil a 4.5 liked it a lot just uh anyone who wants to chime in with their stars feel free (laughs) i'm also a 4.5 this is travis speaking (laughs) 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 all right the guests can go last paris what did you uh give this movie Okay, so I'll be honest. I started today at a 3.5. After our discussion, I'm at a 4. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. So y'all bumped me up a half star. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, Kyle? Um, I am between two. I am either a heavy 4 or light 4.5. I think I'm going to go light 4.5. Nice. Hell yeah. Join the club. Had to do it. Very cool. Love that for you. All right. Well, once I saw the devil, let's move on to part two in our double feature. We're going to be talking. Can we take a quick break? Uh, yes, we may. We will be okay. right back. Make it quick, Paris. Jeez. <laughs> Travis, I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> now that we're being honest. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my water. I say shit. I can't I'm kidding. Take as long as you want. Uh, I got all night. I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll literally murder you. I'm just making myself another drink. <laughs> all right. We are back. Moving on to part two of our double feature for this episode. So we are going to be talking The Wailing, another South Korean horror thriller type film, epic thriller film is directed by Na Hong Jin. Oh, shut the fuck up, Siri. God damn it. Uh, Na Hong Jin. uh, Plot synopsis is, soon after a stranger arrives in a little village, a mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman drawn drawn into the incident is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Now, uh, Matt, Yes, ma'am. I thought you weren't doing plot synopsis anymore. You didn't do one for I Saw the Devil. Yeah, I did. Siri, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. I'm losing it. Um, No, I did a plot synopsis for I Saw the Devil. We're not doing clips okay. anymore on this show. No longer we've a clip show. We've never done clips on this show. Well, this show, yes. We've never done clips. Why? You don't like plot synopses? They're fine, but you didn't do one for I Saw the Devil. Hmm... 
Mm, I'll check the tape on that the one. Thing is, yep, you have the tape. <laughs> check it. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, Travis checked out before we even started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we start talking about the whaling, uh, when Travis brought up these films, he had indicated that he wanted to bring Kyle onto the show, um, and I took not offense, but I was like, you know, the show already has one authority of the whaling and it's this fucking guy right here so when we wanted to bring on kyle i was like listen there's only a room on this show for one whaling whale guy all right are you joking but having seen it a second time now kyle i'm gonna say you can have this one bud you can be you can be the whaling guy what <laughs> Matt what it's happened it went down did, did your go cram down. jam get Are the best of you I got jammed so hard I will <laughs> gladly take it it's so I'm just gonna that, say I still love the movie right now <laughs> i'm just gonna come out and say i still love the movie but i i did have some issues with it this time that's all i'll say so Kyle you can be the whaling guy is all i'm saying I will say real hey, quick before me. anyone else gives <laughs> comments or thoughts. Why don't you just um, start it, Travis? Kick it off. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you think of the whaling? Okay. I can. I mean, I've seen it before, but the main reason why I picked Kyle for the show was one, he hasn't been on the show yet, and I love to cross pollinate. And Yay, two, <laughs> two, he, he never he's never seen I Saw the Devil, and I really wanted him to watch it because I thought he would like it, which I was right. And then number three is, even before your rewatch, Matt, Kyle was just so high on this movie that I thought we needed to get his expert analysis. This is what, <laughs> Kyle? Number what? It's in the top 10, right? 19. Of all time? No, no, no. 20. Oh, top 20. Top okay. 20. Sorry. Wow. Jeez. Pretty big. high. Pretty high. I had to Especially check. For a recent movie. <laughs> It is pretty high. I oh, had yeah. to check my top 100 to be like, did I fucking put this thing on there? After I finished this, I was like, because I was I was sweating, dude. I was like, oh my god, like did I did I put this on the top 100? Thankfully, I didn't. So, dodge that bullet. I don't have to oh, issue man. any corrections. You say that like it's a like it's a bad thing to have it up there. Come on. No, yeah. I'm just I saying mean, have, my list is perfect. Matt, is all I'm saying. Matt, how big is your asterisk <laughs> on this movie? Because I'm very concerned right now. Not that big. It only went down a little bit, but I, you know, it was a five star movie. It was my like number nine of that year. If I had put it on the list just from the one watch, I would be, um, I'd be sweating it pretty hard. Right be now, a poser. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, Travis, you kick things off. I guess I shouldn't talk too much shit about having a recent movie that high on their list because uh, Good Time is very high on my all time list. Yeah. Very, top 10. Also in 20... 2016 is not recent. That's, Top three. That's six <laughs> oh years ago. God. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six years is like, if any of us had put like a movie from like 2020 or something on our top 10 that would be i mean 2020 was a bad year so that would be embarrassing i mean tenet came out that year christopher nolan's greatest film but you know as i said a bad year (laughs) (laughs) all right all right so the whaling uh this is a second time watch for me Uh, i like it quite a bit don't like it as much as kyle um this one i feel like i have a little more issue with the runtime than i saw the Mm -hmm. devil Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little long, but I, mm-hmm. 
not saying it's not a hundred percent warranted, but you know, I mean, every movie could use a little trim, right? Uh, but yeah, regarding the actual movie, um, yeah, I just kind of love the uh, the through line of it. Um, it's just essentially about this like kind of small town that gets infected one way or another by the devil, and the devil just terrorizes this town more or less, and you just get to watch the townspeople kind of deal and react to all of that that they are um just completely unfamiliar with um but yeah i i really like the the ending the through line with the um the father and daughter and um i also like the the main character quite a bit how he's a little bit of a dope but um gets thrown into this pretty crazy scenario that he's not really equipped for and yeah, more or less has to be kind of the hero of the town. And, um, yeah, love some of the imagery, love the devil. The devil should be in every movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, yeah. I'll be very brief with my general thoughts. That's it. All right. Well, who's next? I would like to go next. Do it. Okay. So, I went into this movie feeling a little hesitant. Again, at the runtime, I often find these movies too long and maybe a little repetitive. I think I didn't mention that and I saw The Devil, but I think that happens a lot to me in these movies where I'm a little like, let's get to the point because it feels repetitive. This shook all of those expectations i really really <laughs> like this i yeah. kind of opposite of travis felt like the runtime in this felt warranted especially because the second half of the movie feels so much different than the first half it's almost like two different totally two different movies like you talked about the main character how he's very dopey and he is in like the first half of the movie and then he kind of transforms and takes it upon like he figures out what's important to him and what's being affected and he sort of takes on this leadership role and it's really cool to see his character evolve like that and then the rest of the movie kind of like what happens with the town kind of devolve in that and I thought it was really interesting also how the movie leaves a lot up to interpretation where you're left at the end and there's so much where it could be it could be that everything was literal and real and magical and fantastical and fucking crazy it could also be that a lot of it was in these people's heads and they were kind of in that influenced by something and i think that the mystery of it and the guessing and the ending is all sort of like like the movie starts out fine and then it just builds and builds and builds to this ultimate climax where you're not sure what's right and you're not sure what's real you're not sure what to believe and it i don't know it got me 
Nice. That's exactly how I felt the first time I watched it. <laughs> you got got Paris. <laughs> okay, but like Matt, like no, what it tells us about your second time watching. Well, I mean, I still let me just come out and say I I do still really like this movie. Like it's still awesome. It's enjoyable. Um, I love that there's like a little bit of everything. There's elements of humor. There's elements of body horror. There's exorcism stuff, ghost stuff. It plays out like a police procedural. Like I love all of these elements, but on a rewatch, I definitely felt the length and there were aspects about the tonal shifts that didn't really work for me. Like I would say I probably prefer the first half to the second half overall. Um, I think there are scenes that go on way too long, particularly the main exorcism scene in the movie was way less impressed with on a rewatch. And I have some questions for you guys about how that even makes sense given plot developments later in the movie, but I'll circle back to that. But I just, I don't know. I don't think it's like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is a perfect movie. I've never seen anything like this. And I do think part of it was because I've never seen anything like it, you know? So I think I just was, I gave myself over fully to the movie and loved it, but maybe uh, it doesn't quite hold up to scrutiny. I guess I'll say it's a, a little messy, maybe a little bloated is kind of where I landed on a rewatch. Oof. All right, Kyle. Okay, <clears throat> let's get into it. Um, so yeah, uh, as we mentioned before, one of my favorite movies. Um, I think. I mean, I'm right in line with you. I think it's has a little bit of everything. Uh, I love all of those different elements and how it, like, the writing weaves them in, kind of flawlessly. Well, at least to me, flawlessly, and you get just a great. Uh, eclectic mix of horror genres you know there's some comedy in there there's the police procedural it's thrilling there's definitely horrific imagery um and travis should know what my favorite thing about this movie is right travis hmm the devil religious undertones oh although it's not really that an was undertone a pop in this quiz movie. and you failed more of an, <laughs> I was more of an overtone <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't uh, yeah i guess it's it's not that. Uh, it seems more like text than like than sub- subtext. Yeah, subtext. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> no, but that's just a, a theme from uh, some other episodes. But yeah, I love all that stuff. How that ties together and just like the what Paris was saying, how it there is it's a lot is left up to interpretation and like you can take it literally and you could take it like on the surface. Like the ending, I think, tries to make it as clear as possible. Like this is what you could walk away with. But then there's there's things and images where like if you think about it you could twist it in a way to have a different interpretation and i think that's just a cool thing for movies to do and i love all the layers in this movie um oh, yeah i think it looks amazing the score mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing um yeah the score is good oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah Let's slow your roll bud i didn't i didn't find I'm surprised well, to hear you okay. say that because it, I, like, it didn't strike me one way or the other. Like, I thought it was effective, but like, 
That's it for I me. Even, I don't even remember the score. Yeah. Like, like uh, what was the score? Oh man, you guys gotta listen. You guys gotta perk their ears up. Okay, <laughs> one track. There's a couple tracks. There are a couple tracks in particular, and I you're not gonna be able to find it. I was I was looking this up while I think I've done this before, but it's been a while since I've rewatched it. You can't find this soundtrack or score anywhere. It's like totally unreleased, and it's really sad because. I would love to listen to some of these tracks just on their own. It's just background um, noise, dog. That's all it is. It's just no, there for ambiance. <laughs> in particular, the cave scene when he reveals himself as the demon or whatever, that track there, that's a bang. Great scene. Great scene. Yeah, that is a great, great scene, scene. with a great song. If you, if you guys didn't notice it, that's on you. Travis agrees. It's a great <laughs> score. He said good. I think Travis's words were it's a good score. Travis but it, I mean, know. no, it does stand out. <laughs> oh, Paris, blow it out your. I'm just. <laughs> Whoa. I, I'm just joshing. Just joshing. So am I. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I think the performances are really good. Also, um, like you guys have mentioned, the lead character, how he, yeah, he's kind of a dope, and he, you know, he is this detective and he's supposed or even just a police officer let's say and he's you know in the beginning it shows him you know he doesn't believe his friend's story you know he only listens to facts really and and i guess the whole theme of the movie is kind of like at its core like about belief and you know he starts to believe more and more of these things that are happening and then you know he gets pulled in these different directions from uh, his family, the shaman tries to sway his opinion. He, you know, there's what we see as a good entity and an evil entity. And, you know, he's just pulled in all these different directions. And it's, you know, it's more about like the power of belief and all these things. And there's, you know, there's a lot more to that. But I just love his, his character and how, you know, the movie's centered on him. Nice. Okay. Well, I, I need to say, I need your guys, I need your help here. Um, I need, and Kyle, you're the expert. I need Bring it. you guys to explain the exorcism scene to me. Because I had so many more no. questions this time that weren't there the first time. And I'm just really confused by what the, like if the shaman is working with the devil, what the fuck that whole sequence was. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because it's like it's like mm-hmm. a ten minute scene back and forth with this ritual that the shaman's doing, and then you have the the devil like banging on the drum, and it seems like the so, devil's about to be defeated. Like, but they're working together the whole time. So I'm just kind of like, what, so what, what the fuck? I'll defer to Kyle on this, but my interpretation as a first time watcher, not an expert, my interpretation was that scene is there is multiple things going on. There is the, well, so I'm going to step back because also this is dependent on your interpretation of whether the shaman were, the shaman and the demon are valid, are real, like are really magic, whatever. And I think it also depends on your interpretation of whether the shaman and the demon were in cahoots at that time. Because because there's so many different interpretations of this, something that I looked up is that someone said that the shaman 
was previously not in touch and then got anyway but so i think that the demon was reacting to the woman the mysterious woman in white also doing something at the same time and it's just shown at the same time that the shaman is doing the quote-unquote exorcism because they want to trick you Mm, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this also comes down to, I think, interpretation on is, like, the Japanese man even evil is a question that you could right. posit. Is he like, really the devil, or is this all in these yes. villagers' minds? Yeah, so in the end, like, the way I said, like, you can take that literally is obviously it shows him as the devil, and, you know, you could buy into all that but again the going back to the theme of the movie is belief like he the priest goes in there already having his mind made up that he's that this guy is the devil right so and he kind of plays into that so he says like you know like when he transforms or whatever like i think he's uh, you could say that he's playing into his beliefs and he's even quoting back like the bible verse from the beginning and if it's a really quick shot but like you can see at, like he has holes in the palms of his hand like is he is he the benevolent spirit in this and is the woman in white actually the evil figure like sh when the shaman approaches the house or and she's there he he starts puking all. like blood right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah sure yeah or is it even happening at all well there's also that moment when they're driving and those bugs start like splattering on the windshield and, and then, then it pulls out right, and he gets out anything and there's nothing <laughs> well and i think that's so that's that's the thing i i was reading up on it and there it seems like there's an interpretation where the whole people are on mushrooms thinking things are crazy is sort of true where the villagers have seen their their the korean villagers have seen this Japanese man, this outsider, as an intruder in their village. And they create these fables, these fantasy stories that he must be some kind of demon. Because what is he doing out there in the woods, living by himself in our village? Like He's fishing. Seems bad. Give him a break. <laughs> right. But so, so they make up these stories like that he raped a woman, that he's eating raw deer, that I saw it, I saw it, you know, these eyewitness accounts. Well, and they also and use a slur like very often when they talk about well, and him. It <laughs> and the interesting thing is the beginning of the movie, they start off talking about him as Japanese man, and then they use the slur for a Japanese person as the movie goes on, which even leads me more to believe like this is the fun the fanaticism of a small village encountering a foreign person into them. And it could potentially be that they are all building up this rhetoric around this person. And it's really that they drank these tonics and that made them do whatever, have these crazy acts and they're blaming it instead of on the local person who's brewing these tonics has been in the village forever. They're blaming it on this outsider. And all of what, so much of what we see is just in the minds of the people that we interact with. 
So what you're saying is the village is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? I think that's one interpretation of it. Yeah, that, that they let their, like, religious fervor and racism and, like, fear of outsiders in this small village, like, bubble up into a mysticism of, like, well, not only is he raping women, he's the fucking devil. And he must be because he's an outsider that came into our village. I mean, I think that all tracks. I think you may have to, like, suspend your disbelief a little bit just because of, like, kind of how ridiculous it is or just, you know, take it for, like, movie license. But, yeah, I think it's intentional and there's a lot of, like, nuggets there that supports that. I guess I guess kind of where I come back to is that, like, hearing you guys talk about all this and your theories is, is like, cool and it sounds interesting while you say it, but there's just... Like, the movie is so literal through so much of the movie that I kind of feel like it's one of those movies that just kind of, like, stumbled into it's not online, though. super online. So much of it is literal. There's so much evidence, like, so many, like, little things, like the pictures, like There's the shrine not, in the though. house. There's, like, dreams, and you don't know. You're, you're, you're every, at every point, they, they have you question if what you're seeing is real or not. No, I don't, I don't I agree mean, with that at all. I have to say, I don't agree with that at all. I think every time there's a dream sequence, it's very obvious it's a dream sequence. And the, the where he pulled back at the end was like, was it all, was that a dream or not? Just feels like, like uh, more manipulation to me, like in service of the plot. I there was not one moment where I questioned whether I should read this or li- as literal. I'm not saying that there's not stuff in there that you can read one way or the other, but I think the movie goes out of its way to be literal for most of it. I strong disagree. No, I I mean watching the movie, I kind of like feel the similar as Matt. Maybe not as like strong as he does about it, but. I did watch the movie mostly literal. I mean, I am Captain Literal, so <laughs> there's that. But um, no, yeah, like what you're saying, I feel like totally tracks and is intentional. But it, yeah. I, I, I think to Matt's point, I think the movie, you know, is like trying to do a lot. And I think you do have to take like a bit of a leap to interpret the movie that you guys the way you're interpreting it yeah i think that's uh, where i'm at yeah i, I think the uh, I... yeah i think the all in your head thing sorry paris is a bit of a stretch like you could definitely uh take it that way but it's it's more of a stretch i like to think that there's the there is the spiritual or the supernatural angle but just in terms of like what they're showing you that is more up for interpretation than literal Sure. And I Because, like, the pictures thing, sorry, (laughs) the pictures thing, like you said, Matt, he, like, that is something where he, they show him, like, he goes to these houses or whatever and is, like, just taking pictures of crime scenes. Like, none of that is ever shown to be uh, him, like, cursing people or whatever. He just is, like, this outsider that is taking these pictures. It's not necessarily, it, it looks weird, and I think that's, like, more of a red herring thing, but it doesn't necessarily put him, make him guilty. So you're telling me that having a literal shrine in his home of murder victims doesn't make him guilty? Are you listening to yourself, Kyle? No, 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 no. The victims are all the people that were fucked up. If you think about it back, the shrine in his home, the actual shrine where it had like candles and skulls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Who were the two people at the top? 
probably his parents or grandparents. Definitely pictures I would also from like to know ago, this, right? But yeah. And so I think that that is meant that is also added in there for us to question. And I guess what I was thinking is that it's not so much that everything is literally literal or everything is fully in their heads. I think that what I like so much about the movie is that you're meant to question everything and you're meant to question what is true, what is in their heads, what is really happening, what is supernatural, what is happening because of someone ate something weird and what is happening because there's literal fucking devils and demons out. And I like that there's not a true answer for that and I feel like Y'all are maybe falling on different sides of the spectrum. What I liked most about this film is that I don't think that it leaves you with a clear answer. And and it's up for interpretation. But, I mean, yeah, to continue with this point, it, like the whole thing with the is it real or is it not, like it, it does seem a bit of a stretch to, you know, Here's this outsider Japanese guy that you know we're not familiar with. We don't necessarily like, and then jumping to he is the devil. <laughs> that I mean, it's a bit extreme in that sense. And and it feels mm-hmm. a little like racist if that is literally the interpretation. You know what I mean? And but I think you're like, why can't it just be that it's a little racist? Like, why can't it be that? Well, I think that it's, I think it's a big, like, post-World War II, you know, thing for, you know, just to like Korean a Korean people that, to you, have a thing about Japanese uh, people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. But, like, I also think that the movie isn't saying this is exactly what happens, right? It's very up for interpretation. I guess I'm still struggling what's up to interpretation. It. Like I'm still like what do what exactly nah. do we mean by that? <laughs> like I'm being serious. What exactly do we mean by that? I don't know what you're talking about. What's not up to? Didn't they just like, talk about it for like ten minutes? But I I think it's not that deep. Honestly, I honestly think it's not that deep. Yeah, but like you're dumb, so whatever. no. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a good. I'm gonna give you an example. I think it's in service of the plot, the twists and turns, and is it real? Is it not? So. Towards the end of the movie, the main character, he has a conversation with the woman in white and she tells him that she set like a trap for the stranger and that he can't go back. He can't interrupt it. Otherwise, the trap will fail. And he sees that she's wearing like a a hair, like a a hair tie or whatever, not a hair tie, but a a clip or whatever for his daughter. He has a A flashback to the, yes, a, a barrette, yes. And he several articles of clothing and he comes to the conclusion the conclusion that that means that she is actually the evil spirit and he chooses to go back and she starts screaming and tells him no breaks down and it turns out that she was literally telling the truth you see the flower trap that she had made die and it costs him his family's life like i don't know how that can't be maybe red is literal maybe they would have <laughs> there's so many different scenarios like that where it's like the movie he has two clear choices to make and he chooses one and you see the ripple effect of his actions like i just or maybe the other interpretation is that maybe mysterious woman in white isn't really there 
and he is hallucinating, Whoa. and, and it, his daughter is hallucinating, <laughs> oh and his daughter goes on the murder spree. <laughs> Everyone's like, on mushrooms, saying, guys. Like, Everyone's on mushrooms the whole movie. Kind of, kind of. I mean, that's what they allude to, right? They Who's like they? say that's like in the in the news reports. They like say like everyone have went the crazy in this town because of mushroom tonics, like. It, it it doesn't sound like that's correct, but that's only because we have been watching stuff that you're like, oh, no, I know it's supernatural. But what if it's not? I think that is just a reference to the media trying to explain away craziness, like chalking it up to, you know, yes, they all did mushrooms I, I and whatever. Totally. Like that's, and that's why the guy's like, mushrooms don't do that. But that's the thing. It's like. There's an interpretation. The movie is vague in that it doesn't explicitly tell you, yes, this person was good. Yes, this person was bad. Yes, this person was right. Yes, this person was wrong. And so it's left up in true interpretation. Doesn't it, though? The guy you think is the bad guy the whole time is revealed to be a literal devil. Is like, he? We already covered the this. He is. Not necessarily. Into a, oh, no, my God. The so necessarily. You no. guys are talking no. me down no. even more than I was Jeez. before. You're not doing yourself <laughs> any favors. I love it. I don't care Matt. about your star rating. I just care about the facts. <laughs> the facts? Matt, Max he is... I don't care about your feelings, Matt. <laughs> These are interpretations, my guys. These aren't facts. Okay, exactly, I'm talking exactly facts. Exactly. This film is up for interpretation. This, Matt, this might be unsatisfactory, but I have to go back to that scene with the trap. Uh, there isn't a supernatural or spiritual explanation on if he if he would go back to his family right away if they would have been saved. But the shaman says you need to go to your family now, and the the woman says you have to wait till like three rooster crows or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this is I think it's a parallel to the story of the temptation of Christ when he was tempted three times. Yes. And he gave, and, and he was tempted by the devil. He was tempted Huge. by the devil. Huge. Come on, Matt, read the Bible again. <laughs> read the fucking Bible. Temptation of Christ, motherfucker. And what's, and so the fact that it's a ref, yeah, but you're referencing a biblical, al- I'm not saying that there's not religious allegory no, here. But he's, I'd have to he's be a moron to not recognize that- there's religious allegory. <laughs> no, 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 no. But if you're thinking of the, of the temptation of Christ, the person who would be tempting him is a mysterious woman, woman, mm-hmm. not the shaman and the Japanese man. Yeah. And so all you're pointing out is that it's using that plot device at, to be a reference to a biblical story. That doesn't no, change it, say, the actual that you're saying you're saying that you're saying literally the Japanese man is evil is the devil. I'm saying if you look at it in a slightly different way, the woman is evil, the Japanese man is not that that image of him being evil is cast by oh, their belief. That is the priest. It's that cast is by the their beliefs. That is the priest projecting his own beliefs on exactly. a person can only be a person or mm. a demon. And so he is casting. He We are watching that scene through the priest's eyes. And so for him, that person can only be the devil. That's why when he first asks him, are you the devil? And he says, yes, because you know me as the devil. I can't say anything that will convince you otherwise. If it was the actual devil, do you think he'd be like, I guess, 
You think you can? I mean, I can't convince if, you otherwise. No, the actual devil will be like, yeah, it's me. Suck my no, dick. No, 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 no. He's a sneaky oh one. God. The devil is sneaky. If he you likes guys to play games with people. If we're, if if we're tying know, it back oh to God. the Bible again, he <laughs> says the devil is quoting the verse from the beginning of the movie. He says, look at my hands and feet. That is a quote from Jesus, not a quote from the devil. And the woman in white is playing Jesus. parallel to the devil from the Bible. He's trolling. The devil is trolling. He's showing the stigmata on his hands. You guys, come on. It's not that This is what... It is that deep. This it's is what not I'm saying. That deep. I'm not. I'm not saying it's one. I'm not saying it's the other. I'm saying the movie leaves it up for discussion, up for up for speculation. Which yes. again, yeah. you can't argue that. with because we, we are literally <laughs> arguing and speculating about. Look, if you guys don't end this argument soon, you're all the fucking devil, and I'm signing off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think this is part of the reason why the movie has like been so critically acclaimed and people love it i'm just saying on a rewatch this stuff stood out to me and i think it's I think not your as rewatch deep. brain was honestly stupid no. <laughs> well no matt had to find a way to knock it down so he could give this movie to kyle no why would i <laughs> that's like i can't be the expert on this I can't be. I if can't anything, be. no, no, no. If anything, I would have found a way to force feed it to make it even yeah. higher on my list than Kyle's list. Kyle loves this piece of shit. I need no. to reevaluate. I would have no. been like Kyle's <laughs> nineteen on his Travis, list. Let me show him. Travis, you're you're <laughs> exactly one. right, Travis. That is exactly what happened. Matt was like, Kyle likes this. I have to find a reason not to like it. No, Matt, no, you dug no, no, hey. into yourself. Matt still really likes it, though. I'm sure yeah. his star rating's not much less than what he originally. Gave I mean, it is now, you know thanks to you guys. But well, he's just Shut playing. Up, Matt. Hey, you suck. For the sake of discussion, he's playing contrarian a bit. He's and playing no, devil's Matt advocate. Is, Matt, we're all worse for it. <laughs> we're so Matt worse. is a contrarian, whether he likes it or not. Was it not Matt that decided that categories was too broad of a category for him? Like Matt sucks, so let's not. No. Let's all. This is drunk parents talking. Let's all stop talking to Matt. In (laughs) in regards to the the like final sequence in his little uh, den or whatever, I do love the transformation of the devil. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's awesome. And more imagery. I love it more. I love it more thinking that that's all in the priest's mind. That he is projecting that upon this poor man who may or may not even be there. He's in a fucking cave, right? Yeah, he's I mean, had, that's definitely like, an added layer. Yeah. yeah, it is cool. I I I see where Matt's coming from. I think he might be a little too harsh with some of his with his take, but I I can see both sides of what you guys are saying. So Listen. what you're saying is Matt sucks. And we should all start a podcast without him. No, no, no. It all. This is a classic, classic case of post nut clarity. Okay, the first watch, (laughs) I came so hard. Okay, so hard. You have no idea. I've never seen anything like it. And then you know, coming at it from a different perspective, you know. I'm able to no one wants view to it hear about your nuts, as Matt. a rational human being, and I've come to the conclusion that it's a great 
wonderful horror, thriller, comedy, procedural drama, whatever bullshit, but it's not that deep, you guys. It's not Matt, that did deep. You, did you just... <laughs> Let's get on. Let's go to star ratings. <laughs> did you just create a term for our rewatches? Post-nut The post-nut clarity? <laughs> Where you rewatch oh a movie God. and it goes down. It goes down. Yeah, that's <laughs> called post-nut clarity. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. It's I've classic. had a couple of those experiences yeah. in my day. <laughs> Can I just tell you guys that my pet peeve is when men, people with penises, oh my God. say post nut clarity. Like I just have a pet peeve. <laughs> Who about says post nut so? clarity? I haven't. I've like really never heard that term. Really, <laughs> dude? You haven't seen the story that someone posted on Reddit where they were like going to kill themselves. They were literally going to lay on train tracks and kill themselves, but they like jerked off first. No, and then they, they had post nut clarity, and they were like, "No, they were. They're not going to kill themselves." Fucking- that's for internet cloud. It's Matt. probably Don't for Reddit. Well, yeah, shit. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's a funny story. Post yeah. nut clarity. The moral of the Shut story up. was post nut clarity Let's saved their life. Let's fucking get two stars. I'm over it. All right, Paris. What's your no, star no, no. rating? No, 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 no. It's not. We're far from done. It's kind of throwaway, <laughs> but you guys were. Travis, you can go. I just want Matt to shut Thank the you. fuck up. Thank you. All right, I'm turning my mic off. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that I did like some of the shots and imagery in this movie I, I mean we touched on some of it but like some of the like establishing or landscape shots i thought looked beautiful like the opening shot of the movie there's like Truly. a shot at sunset that looks great there's like a scene where there's like this windy road with a ton of trees around it i mean there's a lot of cool oh, yeah shots like that and then also <clears throat> some of the horrific imagery like i already stated the the devil stuff but then even like the like blood splattered rooms that you see throughout the movie. I thought those were like staged mm-hmm. really well. Honestly, Definitely. all of the establishing shots of Korea, I was like, should I go visit Korea? They were beautiful. <laughs> they felt like landscape p- paintings. It was amazing. I truly was like, was like, this looks like a painting. Should I visit Korea? You should. I mean, I might be worried about getting murdered by a devil, but, you know, I think it's, it's worth all, it. It's all in your head, Paris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- uh, oh, uh, another imagery shot, though. The withering, the wilted flowers, how they kind of like look like skulls. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Ooh, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. I'll have to oh, yeah, check, check out. that out yeah. on a rewatch. Didn't notice that very literal fucking thing on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Just went up to a six for Paris. No, right, I'm turning my mic back off. Turn my mic back off. Matt just dropped it a half a star Matt. for that comment. Did, <laughs> Matt, I think I told you to shut the fuck up. So it's a banger. Great show. <laughs> Matt, turn the mic on. Back on. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> Wrap yeah, her Matt. Up. You gotta give your. You gotta give your stars first. Come on. Listen, you guys are lucky the Dodger game is on a commercial break, okay? Because <laughs> I was fully checked out. Um, Shut up. Stars? Oh, okay. Hmm. So, first watch was a five banger. Big time five banger. Um, it was on your top 10 of 2016, right? It was number nine. Whoa. The very first episode we ever did. Was it huge. your top 100? Oh, wow. Huge. No, no, thank God. Didn't make the top 100. Okay, not thank God, but like interesting. <laughs> thank the devil. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's one or the other. Um, it's up. It's up for interpretation. So I was trolling about you guys talking me down more. Uh, four and a half. I'm gonna go four and a Fuck half. Fuck off. Still a great movie. I still think it's awesome. It's just it's not that deep, people. Four and a half. <laughs> it's not that deep. Four point five. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's my score as well. So you can just skip me. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Also, my score is it is that deep, but Woof. I'm giving it a four point. What but, an episode! Oh my god, you told me but, to kill myself and turn my mic off, and you still gave it the same score I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a that's because Paris. How are you not giving this a five? You give a five to every fucking movie. You were just jizzing no. all over this thing, and then you're like. Eh, 4.5 <laughs> no here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing i was not jizzing all over this thing if i'm gonna be honest halfway through i was a little bit lower and then i finished and i was a little bit higher and then i read up on it and i was even fucking higher so i uh, think i my caveat clarity. is i had some post nut clarity and opposite. it went up for me <laughs> Yeah, it went up for me. Honestly, this was probably at a four, and then I had some post-nut clarity, and I was like, this is definitely a 4.5, with the caveat that it could definitely go up on a rewatch for me. Could I maybe, think I'm going to have the opposite of, of Matt. It could maybe even be your number 19 film of all time, potentially? Definitely not, because here's the thing. <laughs> it's still two and a half hours long. And I think any movie whoa, whoa, whoa. that I can't watch while I'm tripping can never be on my top 50. Oh, you just excluded so many absolute bangers from Wait, the list. I need to hear your it. list after that comment. <laughs> we'll talk about it on another episode. Are we subscribe going to, space to the Patreon? Paris? Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is... For only She'll be on uh, drugs while she records the episode. Oh my God, that would be so funny. Movies. Okay, so real talk for $99 a month, you can get me tripping on LSD. You can buy me drugs? And I will tell you what my top movies are, and I'll, I'll talk about them, and I'll be on drugs. So fun fact, I'll be on drugs. She'll say her number Only $99 a month. And then three hours later, she'll be talking about like laundry detergent or something. No, you can. Okay. <laughs> we'll never hear the Matt, other 99. Matt literally doesn't do drugs, so he doesn't know how that works. So that's not how that would happen. But Listen, I've seen facts. <laughs> Just going to leave that there for everyone. Um, but anyway, subscribe to the Patreon only $99 a month and you get extra stuff, whatever. Goodbye. No, yeah. we need to get the Cinephiles Digest only fans going. Oh, yeah, dude. That's where the good Okay, stuff what is. would that be pictures of? You and Matt just like looking <laughs> at movies? That's embarrassing. Uh, no, my, yeah, feet pics, but with the movie I'm watching in the background. I'm Too going huge. butthole. Okay, but truly, that, that act, okay, but from from what I understand, that would get you a lot of money, period. So should we do that? Kyle, are you in to be a guest feature on that? Uh, I'm in. I'm always down for a good time. We're just going to, I'm going to, we're just going to take pictures. We're going to put a 4K on. It's going to be reviews of 4K discs, but it's going to be 
a picture of me spreading cheek in front of the TV. <laughs> Jesus. And then follow the post is going to be the review, but you get to see Matt, my butthole. People want to see your your feet, Travis's feet, and nobody's butthole. That's the order. It's going to be like the uh, beginning of Uncut Gems. <laughs> it's going to be the shot from Cherry or from Blonde. You're watching the movie through your asshole. POV in your asshole. You're watching the movie. Oh no! Oh yeah, Kyle, I like that. Kyle, does someone's does someone's asshole get cut open? I don't want to watch it. No, it's just a pervy, pervy fucking movie. That's huge. You've it's seen just it. Like, yeah, you yeah, watched it, Blonde. What are you talking about? It's this? a it's a glory I did, hole. That's what I'm saying. That you're watching the movie out of, and there is a scene where you're inside <laughs> someone's cervix and it gets cut open. So I don't know asshole. what to tell you, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, it's and that, the plot twist. My it's not a cervix. It's Matt's butthole, and someone's cutting it open. <laughs> well, listen, guys. If this sounds interesting, subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I need did I even? Okay, hold on, you guys. Did I give my stars? I don't, I don't think know. I did. You we're, never. We're yeah, complaining about your rating. Oh you my did. god! You need to. I you went on a tangent. Oh yeah, you did. Four and a half. Rating. Yeah, four and a half. That's the whole. Did thing. Did I give it four and a half? Okay, that's yes. what I meant to give it. So whatever. <laughs> Goodbye forever. All right, Kyle, bring it home. Okay, which is all that to say, Paris, I think it will go up. This is one of those movies for me that was like immediate, boom, five stars. I love this movie. And it have, I've only loved it more every time I've watched it. I think this is like the fourth or fifth time. It was my number one in 2016 in a very strong year. Very strong year of film. So That was a strong year. Well, and I will point out that Kyle is a stickler when it comes to star ratings, so his five actually means a lot travis my That's five true. is dependent thank you on if it's a shitty movie and i really enjoyed it i'll give it a five but if it's a good movie and i really enjoyed it and much more critical so that, my that fives makes are dependent a lot of upon, <laughs> yes so like take my fives with grains of salt they're dependent on what type of movie it is i see and we watch a lot of trash on this show, so that's why you have so many fives on your letterbox. Group. Literally, if you guys look at my letterbox, my four point oh, five. Oh, we have. My, <laughs> okay, so my four point fives are my lowest amount because that is the most fucking accurate. My fives I give out to movies that I enjoy. Every other movie fives, you watch. No, okay, but listen, listen. Four point fives are like they're tough to get. So I'm going to say that this movie I just gave a 4.5. That's a tough get. It deserves it. It's harder to get a 4.5 than a 5 on your scale. Yeah, it's it's more impressive to be a 4.5 than a 5. If it's a crappy movie, yeah, 100%. 100%. Honestly, it might be more impressive to get a 4.5. I rate differently. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Paris is just built different. That's a whole she other is. episode. Breaking down yeah, star that, ratings. That is a whole. Yeah, we're gonna need to do a whole bonus episode on yours. We need to go. I haven't even had dinner. Like me, let's fucking get this wrapped up. All right. Well, I think this episode was sufficiently huge. I think uh, it lived up to the hype that uh, no one was, you know, clamoring for, but we delivered. Um, it's my turn next, and uh, oh, I'm boy. sorry, guys. I just don't. I don't know. You're not I ready. Don't know. I'm not ready. 
You had wow. two months. Are you fucking joking, Matt? <laughs> For real. You had two I, months. Full disclosure. You had one job, so man. I thought it was someone else's turn, and I fucking oh, forgot. Shit. Okay. So. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So we hold skip on, you. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, have, no. I have picks ready if you want. It'll take me one day. It'll take me one day. Part of the issue is that I just want to, because I, I kind of want to do like, like universal monster movies. Ready. But mm. you guys don't have Peacock, do you? No. Matt, yeah, I, I got the I got the whole Blu-ray. Oh, he bought the collection. Blu-ray collection. I use I <laughs> use my ex-boyfriend's Peacock that me and my current boyfriend use, so we're fine. That yeah, sounds that's, messy. That's you guys kinky. both use the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same Peacock. His name huh? His name is also Matt, so it's fine. We're all above board. And to be clear, it's not this me this me Matt. It's no, a different it's obviously. A different you're not my ex-boyfriend. You're my friend. That's not... This is an actual ex-boyfriend that I dated for a year and a half, not like a, a second in time. Listen, we dated... Oh, we Matt were boyfriend-girlfriend other... for like <laughs> six weeks. This is Matt Erasure. That okay? is and high I won't school stand time. That doesn't I will count. not stand for it. We what went to a Mariner God. game together, Paris. I was your That's boyfriend. That's so at a embarrassing. Game. Oh you were my God. plus one. You were my Jesus. plus one for a free Mariners game that I got. That's so embarrassing for you. I right. don't count that. I'm cutting that. That's getting oh, cut. That's no, getting no, cut. no, no, no. That needs I just to got bodied. Hey, that hey, was, hey, was Matt. Hey, Matt. I bet I bet you don't. I bet you don't cut it. I won't. I won't. Because you don't cut anything. It's cause con- it's all content, you guys. It's all content. Am I right? Sure. Sure. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. What I'm going to do is yeah. I'm going to come up with my picks within the next day or two. I will message it yes. to you guys, and it will be in the show notes of this episode, what the next picks are. So That's check the amazing. show notes. If you're following along, you can see what the next movies are. No one gives a fuck. We've been gone for too long. We're getting back into it, though. So this is the, this is our year. Well, next year's our year. It, the 2030s. The 2030s are going to be huge for us. <laughs> next year? Next year? That's our year. <laughs> that's that's how I get through each year. I just tell myself, next year's my year. It's like that Mountain Coat song. Uh, might be, now, are you going to thank be our too, guests uh, for being on here? Well, I was the getting fuck there. out of here. Don't rush well, me. go. Get it. Don't rush me. Kyle. Yes. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome back anytime uh, that Travis invites you. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can, uh, if, if you have ideas, you know, it doesn't have to just be, if you have a killer double feature, you can pitch it. We're open to pitches around here. Okay. Sounds Kyle good. Kyle should I will come say... back on our 35th episode, I think. 35th 35th episode anniversary yeah what is what's yeah because it needs to be like like we had kurt on our 20th or whatever like i like to have guests on our like big big ones 50 then 50 save for then Eh, that's not gonna happen that's a ways away (laughs) yeah i'll be dead before then (sighs) okay we'll say uh matt will be on our show suds and cinema we're going to talk Halloween, so if you're clamoring for more horror, Matt, bring your A-game. 
I'll oh, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Does. But it's cute that you think that this episode is going to go live before that episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode will be live in like a year. Like Didn't we're, we're about joking that. about. Classic. Didn't think about that. But if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, I want to hear Matt talk well, about it's in Halloween the feed. ends. Yeah, it's in the feed. It's Halloween ends. It's in the it's feed. It's all live. It's, it's all live. Yeah. Just check it out. It is going to be huge. It is going to be huge. One way or the oh, other, yeah. it's going to be huge. Can't wait. Okay. What do you say? Are we done? Are we getting out of here? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's give a shout out to Kurt for producing the theme music to this show. Thank you, Kurt. We love you. That's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay spooky. Stay scared.